Welcome to the Field Trip Podcast. My name is Brent Trahune. Joining me for the 57th time on this show. I don't know how many times it is. Isaac Lanford. Isaac, how are you? I am wonderful, Brent. How are you doing? I'm all right. And and for the you, the listener, I'm in a hotel with a, a not so good Wi-Fi. So if I turn into a, a robot, that's that's what's happening. Uh, and I also then you just got the booster. I got the booster and I took one of those things online <laughs> where you have to enter your password and it just to make sure you're not a robot. You got to click all the pictures that are stairs or something. <laughs> and I failed, which it's a crazy way to find out that I'm a robot. <laughs> but, uh, topic at hand today is people who sold their souls. And I'll just say to the devil, I guess mm-hmm. I don't. When, it, when you talk about selling your soul, I think it's implied that it's to the devil, unless you're Bart Simpson, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, we better just make some parameters for it, or else this is going to get to a very existential con- conversation about the existence of the devil. And I don't think that's what this podcast is supposed to be about. No. Well, we could talk about Do you even believe that you have a soul, Isaac? Um. Yeah. I mean, for lack of any better definition, yes. Yeah. There's definitely energy inside of us. Yeah, I think there's an essence. I think that is your, you know, your soul is your essence, I think. And so, you know, I I think, I don't know, most people would be like, you know, your body's there, but something is left that is not you when you're dead. I think w- most people would agree with that. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, have you ever, like, I'm sure you've seen a dead body in your life. Yeah, many. Thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> <laughs> well, the point I was trying to make <laughs> was that, like, I don't know about you, but when I'm in, like, around a carcass, like, I'm not like, oh, there's my grandma. Yeah, there's. I'm like, there's, yeah, that's yeah. that's this weird shell. <laughs> yeah, there's her shell. Her, her that was her uh, exoskeleton, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, because, you know, you're like, oh, that I mean, that's was grandma, but that is not her now. So, um, yeah, have, have you n- ever known anybody that has, has sold their soul? You know what? That's what's crazy is that a story just popped into my head that I'm trying to sift through right now that I think there was a guy that I knew in high school who was like a weirdo who was always wanting attention. Mm hmm who in, was insisting for a period of time that he had sold his soul to the devil. And it was like, he wasn't, uh, if I remember correctly, he wasn't like bragging about like the good fortune he was about to have. It was like, he was confiding in us, his, his friends about this terrible position that he's gotten himself in where now he owes his life and soul to Lucifer. But I yes. blew him off. I didn't, I didn't listen to a goddamn thing he had to say about it. So uh, have you done a follow-up with the with this guy? Do, do you know what he's doing now? He's on Facebook. Uh, and, you know, I got to say, if he sold his soul to the devil, he really got a raw deal because it doesn't seem like whatever the devil was supposed to provide really panned out. Yeah, if he's not good at playing guitar, <laughs> I don't know what the point is, you know? <laughs> exactly. He's good at over-inking comic book drawings and uh, being mediocre at the guitar, yeah. (laughs) Maybe, like, do you think when you sell your soul to the devil, there's, like, a 
a soul fax where he's got to run your your vin <laughs> or like let, let me see what this thing's worth before we you know start yeah. talking well, or is a soul here, a soul you know here's the thing if you're selling your soul like what are you getting out of selling your soul? Because usually it's going to be based out of greed or something, right? Like you're trying to achieve something, but like, isn't greed in itself enough of a sin that you should have been going to hell in the first place? Yeah. So if you if you're to that point, j- just go ahead and do it. You know what do you got yeah. to lose? <laughs> <laughs> maybe that's where billionaires came from. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they were millionaires and they were like, you know what? Yeah. I'd like to add a B to this. <laughs> that's how this space race got going <laughs> yeah elon musk and jeff uh, bezos were like let's uh, let's go ahead and go to space let me sell my soul or whatever but uh yeah it's it's never like anybody that's doing well that sells their soul i don't think you know nobody's like sitting in their mansion being like you know what it's like a they're sitting in their studio apartment being like i gotta make a move or something's this is gonna go bad pretty quick yeah, it's like farmers and fairy tales that are like trying to feed their families and they're like buy some cursed seeds off of a witch. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, most stories that you hear about people selling their soul, it's a, it's a monkey's paw story. It never right. goes well, you know? Yeah. So they lose their soul and they don't really get what they wanted. Yeah. And their, you know, their brother comes back from the dead, but he's, uh, you know as half zombie or evil or so it's a pet cemetery which really this opens up the need for some sort of uh you know heavenly people's court to take the devil to <laughs> yeah you you can get custody uh every other weekend and two weeks during the summer <laughs> <laughs> yeah, did you see uh do you see uh isaac those two weeks during the summer he was really it just lit up. His color was good. He looked like he had a soul. Was... <laughs> uh, yep. Two weeks of the summer, every other weekend. Yeah. Just, uh, just playing. You got to do a drop off with the devil or one of his minions or whatever. <laughs> Instead of at the end of a Kmart parking lot, like a fucking hostage situation. St. Peter has to supervise the devil's time with your soul. <laughs> yeah, you, you're allowed visitation, but only with a supervisor. <laughs> I don't know why I chose St. Peter. He's the one at the gate, right? Yeah, but I'm sure he, he pulls double duty. You know, he's, <laughs> he's not above supervision. Um, so let's jump into people that uh, are, have been rumored to sell their souls. Uh, and I, probably the most, uh, when that comes to mind, is there somebody that comes to mind, Isaac? Hmm. No, but I, I have a feeling that like, it's going to be a bunch of the uh, air quotes, satanic musicians. I better are going to be on this list. There's a bunch of musicians. And the one that comes to mind for me is, is Robert Johnson, the uh, blues m- musician on the Rolling oh. Stones greatest guitarist of all time. As the story goes, Johnson was directed towards a crossroads where he met the devil who turned his uh, tuned his guitar and taught him how to uh, master the blues. So according to the legend, the price was an early demise, which he met an early demise, but it was believed he was poisoned by a guy uh, whose wife he slept with. So, but then he was, he died at 27 and had six records before he died. Okay. So that's where you get that, that crossroads, you you know, 
that yeah. uh, the story you meet somebody at the crossroads, and I'm wondering he tuned the devil tuned his guitar, but so was it he had to play that guitar or he could just pick up any guitar? Mm. It had to be the one the devil tuned guitar, possibly. Yeah. yeah, that's interesting. It also makes me wonder if there's just like some really friendly dude who owns a gas station off some highway who's like, you every one of these cocksuckers is going around telling people I'm the devil, and that and I, <laughs> all I'm doing is tuning guitars. <laughs> yeah, all I'm doing is showing you proper finger placement on the guitar. <laughs> uh, I mean that that sounds like a good one though. I mean. He he got a bunch of success if he's a young guy and he's like, early demise sounds perfect. Sounds great to me. I'm doing drugs anyway. Yeah, that's that 27 club, you know. It, you know, you, yeah. if you hit 35, you may not have be as, uh, been as popular if you just died at 27, you know. Yeah, if you make it to 33, you could still die if you're a comedian. <laughs> well, I got one more year, so let's make this <laughs> count. Uh, we have one that I had never heard of before. Niccolo Pagini, another masterful musician. He was uh, okay. essentially a, a child prodigy in Italy during the uh, late 18th century. He wrote something, uh, it, it's the Italian title. I won't say, but it's essentially witches dance, uh, because of the, uh, the title. Many believe Pagini had made a deal with the devil to become the greatest musician of all time, which again, Robert Johnson was after that. So you got to wonder what promises are being made to who, if you want to be quote, the greatest musician, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And that one also just seems like people were scared by the name of a song. Yeah. Which is dance. And you you know, back then anything to do with a witch, you were a witch. And if you denied it, that's exactly what a witch would say, Isaac. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. You know, we can't trust this guy who wrote the monster mash. What kind of good upstanding <laughs> Christian would write a song called that? He was he working obviously... in the lab one night. That sounds satanic. <laughs> uh, it was believed that he made a deal with the devil. The claim was supported by his unmatched skills, which included the ability, ability to play three octaves across four strings and one hand. Again, I don't know violin i don't know classical music i so i'm just taking this thing at its word that that's cool um yeah 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 uh i mean again that, that seems like a decent trade what was his like what was the downside of his uh he ultimately uh his skill their theory surrounding both people adored hand feared him fans claimed he was the son of the devil or the devil himself. Others claimed that they could see a demonic figure just off stage guiding Pagini's bow. Eventually, uh, he had to publish letters, or his mom did, saying that she he was born to human parents. Uh, the rumors even <laughs> yeah. impact, impacted him posthumously as no church would give him a Catholic burial. So, again, wow. you know, yeah, they wouldn't even like, you know, you can't lay in the cemetery next to the Pope or whatever. Yeah. You can't lay next to all these upstanding priests that definitely didn't do anything to children. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and it was, uh, and it was rumored that he also just had uh, different syndromes like Marfan syndrome, a genetic mutation that results in elongated fingers, which I'm sure would be great for playing the violin and also right. uh, Ethers Danlos syndrome that would uh, cause his skin to be real rubbery. 
So maybe it was just that. Maybe he had all the right things to play the violin. Right. Yeah, it's a shame they never drilled into his skull to look at his brain and let the demons out or whatever they did. And then then to find out. They open his brain up and there's already a hole drilled in there. Oh, yeah. Showing that his soul. Yeah, yeah. And it's it's, uh, a lot of these are musician related. Like, I don't know if you're going to sell your soul. Don't you just cut? Let's cut to let's get a billion dollars. I don't I don't need to play guitar. Yeah. I don't know, but I guess some people love fame, I guess. Right. What I love about that one is that, first of all, it said fans said that all these things about him. So imagine what the people that weren't his fans said. Yeah. And then back in the day. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, He's the devil. Like they both agree that he's the devil, but it's a cool devil versus the devil devil. Yeah, I also like the part about seeing a like figure directing him from off stage. Be like, well, if you see that, I think it's a foregone conclusion that the devil's involved. Yeah, like back in the day, <laughs> you could just have somebody in the shadows and just give them some horns and a pointed tail and just put them in the shadows. That's the devil. That's how you get you know people talking about you, and then yeah. you know. Uh, I think he was just a marketing genius. I think that that's how he should be going down. I think that's what it was. And I'm also finding out the more of these stories that I read prepared for this podcast that nobody uh, from a comedy standpoint is going to think that me, Brent Terhune, has sold his soul to the devil. I'm I'm (laughs) never going to be that good where they're like, there's something fishy about this guy. Yeah, if you if you do sell your soul, Brent, at least work in there that you don't have to put out so many videos in a month. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Where you been? I you really fell off after Trump left office. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, just uh, I'll just do one video and have it hit real big, and then sit back and just count my money like I already am, Isaac. There you go. <laughs> Uh, Led Zeppelin guitarist Jimmy Page, known as one of the greatest guitarists of all time, stated, my interest in the occult started when I was 15. I do not worship the devil, but magic does intrigue me. Magic of all kinds. I read magic and theory and practice, or I read magic and theory and practice when I was 11, but it wasn't for some years that I understood what it was all about. Uh, and he was also like a, uh, had a real big interest in Aleister Crowley. And uh, the motto, do what thou wilt. And he had that inscribed on Led Zeppelin three, the vinyl. So, you know, Aleister Crowley, that the guy that would dress up as the devil, the cart, the most cartoonish looking devil. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, how, how young was he when he died? Uh, Aleister Crowley or Jimmy Page? No, no, no. Jimmy Page. I think he's still alive. Is he? Yeah. Okay. I'll have to Google it. I mean, I'm sure. It's going to be soon and horrific now that we're talking about it. (laughs) Uh, He's 77. He's still alive. Okay. Okay. Well, then it doesn't seem like much of a downside for him. Not yet, at least. He he did go on to buy Aleister Crowley's uh, house, by the way. Okay. Um, And with him, it's not so much he sold his devil, sold his soul to the devil. It's just that he thinks it's all real cool. Yeah, and it's it's dark and mysterious. And like if you're looking at bands, like I I don't 
I never like listen to Led Zeppelin now and think, oh, this is the devil's music, you know? Right. No, 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 no. It's, Not at all. No. Um, but, but I mean, it, I, if he's into that shit, you know, good for him. Good for him. And, and uh, maybe he was given the opportunity and passed it up. He's like, I'm all right, devil. I'm, my career is doing okay. <laughs> yeah. What doesn't it's got to piss off the devil to like offer some, you know, to buy somebody's soul. And they're like, I'm good. And then they're still successful. That just really got to stick in the devil's yeah. craw, you know? Yeah, um, <clears throat> because he can't be responsible for everybody who succeeds. Yeah, some people are just talented, you know, like John Travolta. <laughs> I don't know why I picked John Travolta, but it just <laughs> makes me laugh for this. <laughs> um, and it's also believed that, that he was influenced by the devil when they made Stairway to Heaven. Uh, uh that's and this is in relation to Robert Plant, the lead singer. Robert was sitting in the corner, or rather leaning against the wall, and I was routining the rest of the band with the idea of this piece. He was just writing, and all of a sudden he got up and started singing along with uh, another run through, and he must have had eighty percent of the words there. And Robert Plant says, "My hand was writing out the words. There was a lady. Uh, there's a lady is sure all the glitters is gold and she's buying a stairway to heaven. I just sat there and looked at them almost. And I almost leapt out of my seat. And again, there's, these are guys that are probably great musicians, great writers, but then they were also on a lot of drugs. So, you yeah, know, that's the part that's being omitted from all of these stories. <laughs> yeah. Drugs. It's like, I hadn't slept in seven days as we traveled across the country, and that's where I met the devil at the crossroad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, with Pagini, it wasn't cocaine. That's just called nose Tylenol or whatever it was back then. Like, <laughs> right. Here, take some of this. Uh, perhaps the fact that Plant didn't write uh, actually write the words of Stairway to Heaven will, may explain some of this. And by didn't write, if you play Led Zeppelin four backwards, apparently... It says, oh, there's to my sweet Satan, the one whose little path made me sad, whose power is Satan. He'll give those with him 666 and all those fools who made us suffer. Sad Satan. You know, that, that's, hell that makes that a lot of, yeah, a lot of sense. <laughs> that is just gibberish. Yeah. But you know, there are like uh, hardcore Christians back in the day, just playing that backwards to find something. Just, you know, just, yeah. you could just yeah. get a real hobby. Is that a real thing that musicians recorded stuff backwards on their records? Is that even real at all? I don't, I, you know, I think probably after that phenomenon came out is probably what happened, but I don't, you know, I don't even know how you would do that where you're like, you want the words to sound one way. So you play it a different way, you know, like, right. So you just play the record backwards and then you make up a bunch of gibberish as to what it's saying. Like that doesn't prove anything. Like you watch those ghost hunting shows, right? Yeah. That's exactly what all that stuff is. It's yeah. It's like they play a sound and it's just like, burr, 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 and then they're like, he's saying, my name is Michael. Yeah. But if you play it backwards, it says get out. I was murdered in this house and my <laughs> spirit is trapped. Like it's just, you kind of just hear what you want to hear in those anyway. If you're looking for the name Sarah, yeah. I'll be damned if you don't hear the word Sarah or whatever, you know? Yeah, this is not, yeah, this is how our minds work. This is how uh, astrological signs work. You ever, you ever read your horoscope and it's like, man, that sounds about right. 
and he's but a, like every yeah. single person who reads it feels that way he's a fat bearded comedian oh my god <laughs> this is so accurate <laughs> <laughs> Uh, we all also have a uh, Giuseppe Tartini and you have to take your hands and go Giuseppe Tartini. Um, <laughs> I think uh, the, he wrote the devil's trill sonata again, it's got the word devil in it. So how could it not yeah. be? Uh, he, uh, Tartini allegedly dreamed that the devil had come to him asking Tartini to be his servant. Uh, Tartini gave the devil his violin who immediately began to play with such skill that he took Tartini's breath away. When the composer rose from his dream, he immediately wrote down the sonata from memory and thus wrote the most uh, popular piece of music of his career. So we have, you know, the devil went down to Georgia, but just Italian style. Yeah. Yeah. I, okay. Again, the devil likes to jam, evidently. <laughs> He's really <laughs> like this. <laughs> He's he's obsessed. The devil wants to be a rock star so bad, and he just he can't. So he's just like he's hanging out with dudes, giving them songs. But also, at any point, are these guys like, do I have to put the word devil in the title? Yeah, can I just I like say something? Yeah. <laughs> devil or witch or you know whatever. Like, just say that, and people would be like, you know, oh, he didn't sell his soul to the devil, and he's a great musician on top of that. Yeah, I, I'm starting to feel like the devil is like the uh, overweight lady from CNC Music Factory, who or like you know, whoever the real singer for Millie Vanilli was. You know, he he's like back there doing his work, and then everybody else is making money off of him, getting the credit for I it. Feel yeah. bad for the devil. You know, I'm sure the devil was just asked to leave heaven because he wouldn't turn his amp down. Like, come on, man, we all got to work in the morning. <laughs> no, but oh. I got it. This is gonna hit big, God. Um, if despite... you want to see a reenactment, you watch the beginning of the Michael Jackson black or white video where Macaulay Culkin is in his bedroom. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, despite the Sonata's success, the composer knew that the piece was still far from the devil's original rendition, which Tartini himself had written uh, was, in his own words, so in fear to what I had heard that it could have subsided uh, to uh, subsisted on other means. I would have broken my violin and abandoned music forever. <clears throat> oh, so when I, the, what he wrote wasn't even close. So essentially this is tenacious D's tribute song. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> yeah. The, the de and the devil's like, dude, I played the song for you. Yeah. And uh, this isn't even what's, the, what's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, that the lines from the tribute song, you know, that song we played on that fateful night didn't actually sound anything like the song. This is just a tribute. <laughs> I wonder if that, that they got this from this story. I don't know. That's a deep cut. I mean, that would make sense. I mean, because that is that song. Yeah, just it's not it's close, but it's not there. Um, are you a Bob Dylan fan, Isaac? Uh, not I mean, I not really. I'm not really like a fan. I'm fine with Bob Dylan. Yeah. But I don't know his work that well. Yeah, I know the hit. So if you probably go to Apple Music, it has uh, the Bob Dylan playlist. I probably know half of those probably, you know? Yeah. So like if I'm a greatest I, I really hits like Tangled fan, Up in Blue. Yeah. I like um, the times they are a change it. Those kind of, or it's like 
some some artists I'm a greatest hits fan. I can't claim to be a true fan, but I like the the hits, you know. Yeah. Um, in a 2004 interview, fade musician Bob Dylan cryptically explained that he owes his success to a years uh, old ordeal. The interviewer said, "What? Uh, why are you still out there?" Dylan says, "It goes back to that destiny thing. I made a bargain with it." you know, a long time ago, and I'm holding up my end. The interviewer says, what was your bargain? And Dylan says, to get where I am now. Interviewer, should I ask uh, who you made the bargain with? Dylan says, with the chief commander. And the interviewer says, on earth. And uh, and then Dylan says, in this earth, in a world, and in a world we can't see. The same interview, Dylan's uh, first uh, 19 years, he said there, those early songs are almost magically written. So there you go. There's Bob Dylan being Bob Dylan, mysterious. Yeah. And like, I, I think it's sometimes hard for artists to even understand their own uh, mechanisms mm-hmm. and their own craft because, holy cow, I bet, you know, we could be having many conversations about deciphering things Kanye West has been saying in recent years, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's so weird how like the genius almost borderlines on lunacy. Like it's, and it's like, if you're such a genius, do you look crazy to everybody else? I think you do because I think that in order to be an artist anyway, let alone an artist who's like considered to be like a leader of the pack, you have to be separated from what we consider normal a considerable amount. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you, what do we say about people that they're crazy? You know, if they don't fit what the definitions that we prescribe. Yeah, and I think Bob Dylan's one to play up the mysterious Bob Dylan, uh, you know, look and and you know, how he's presented himself. So, you know, it could be like a, you know, in wrestling terms, a work, he's working the audience or he's just not sure where his own talents come from or both. Yeah. And I don't think it like what he's saying is really that far off base. It's actually kind of like nice that he seems to at least believe that he's seen this much success in, and believes he owes back to the universe to continue working to not mm-hmm. rest on the laurels of the the uh, opportunities he's been given yeah yeah and that's an artist that still creates new stuff sometimes you get an artist and they they're, they're resting on all their hits but i think he's still making music or very recently made music but uh you yeah, know you sure. gotta you gotta keep the devil happy some some way you know isaac Yep. Chief commander. <laughs> the chief commander. That's what I call him. Um, <laughs> commander Lucifer. Uh, uh, Ozzy Osbourne. Um, he said in an interview and in hit parade or hit uh, hit parader. Uh, I really wish I knew why I've done some of the things I've done over the years. Sometimes I think that I'm possessed by some outside spirit. A few years ago, I was convinced of that. I thought I was truly possessed by the devil. I remember sitting through the exorcist a dozen times saying to myself, yeah, I can relate to that. (laughs) (laughs) 
Jesus. Just watching the, you know, the the pea soup coming out of her, you know, vomiting mouth or just any guy. I've never watched The Exorcist or most horror movies and been like, yep, been there. Yeah, well, Ozzy makes the most sense because I don't know about the devil, but he definitely sold his soul to Sharon Osbourne. <laughs> I mean, that could be the same thing. I don't know. I think that de- the devil just left the view or the talk. One of those, <laughs> whatever show like, she was on. When they had that reality show and Ozzy is just a, a confused man shuffling around mm-hmm. like a lost animal. And, but then it's like, no, you are going on tour. You are recording albums. Like let this man rest. Yeah. He and needs rest. That was like 20 years ago. Like, I <laughs> And even back then, like he's still making music. And I saw, you know, Black Sabbath on their last tour, whatever it was, five years ago, and they were good. But it's like one of those weird things where even like you can hear an interview with Ozzy and not know a goddamn thing that he just said. But as soon as he starts singing, I'm like, I know all these words. Yeah, it's interesting that he can still perform the way he can. And that's always something that's neat with, uh, you see it sometimes with athletes and with artists where they cannot function day to day, but then like you get them, you get them in their attire and back in their arena and they can go out and still do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, it's that guy that's like all hunched over and quiet backstage, but as soon as he's on stage, he just turns it on. Yeah. And, and I, yeah. I always thought Ozzy walked around very Nosferatu, like just like hands in front, <laughs> like almost limp wristed yeah. shuffling. <laughs> yeah i, I it, do want to at least acknowledge that we uh our perception of ozzy is also through the editing of reality television yeah so that might not have been his like all the time state either it might just be that like you know that's ha- what his character was on the show and the yeah. way they edited him in um, and another issue of the magazine, he said, I don't know if I'm a medium for some outside source, whatever, whatever it is, frankly, I hope it's not what I think Satan. So oh. he said, uh, I already have, well, when you sell your soul to the devil, when you do something, uh, to yourself that you shouldn't, and you already have, I've fucking lived my life to the fullest. If there's an afterlife, I've got a good fucking spot in the furnace, you know, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well and then it, this, this again this could just you know be his paranoia or it could be the guy from black sabbath playing the guy from black sabbath you know right for sure and you know i would i've you know read tony iomi's book he's the guitarist for black sabbath and from what i'm thinking it was more tony iomi and the rest of the band besides Ozzy that was really into the devil and making shit happen. But again, I think you could all, I think the devil doesn't stay. He doesn't pick one and, and go with it. He could, you know, he could buy all your souls. So maybe he did sell a soul to the devil. Maybe. And, you know, if he's possessed and we, we all watch the devil on reality TV, <laughs> which is a weird thought. Uh, yeah. It is a weird thought. Um, are you, you seem like a big fan of Jay-Z, Isaac. 
Oh yeah, massive. I <laughs> I don't I don't I don't think I've ever actually heard an album of his all the way through. Yeah, I I haven't either. But again, I know the hits. Sure. Um, uh, Jay Z has battled connections to the Illuminati, an infamous secret society allegedly possessing an unknowable power throughout much of his career. This is partly due to the fact that Jay Z has referenced the devil in his music multiple times, including one song simply called Lucifer. His music videos are also filled with seemingly occultist symbolism and imagery, including Jay-Z wearing the clothes with the famous satanic phrase, do what thou wilt, which again is um, what's his dick that we just talked about. Um, Alistair Crowley. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Some of his past merchandise has also been decorated with the satanic pentagram and the all seeing eye. Even hip-hop artist MC Hammer believes Jay-Z made his uh, Faustian bargain. So if if MC Hammer says it, I believe it. Yeah, and I'll tell you what. If there were anyone on this list who I would believe sold their soul to the devil, it's Jay-Z. Because Jay-Z, you know, not not the most handsome fella. And, And he has made family with, like, probably one of the most beautiful women I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. With uh, the queen bee. Yeah. Maybe, you know, maybe that was his deal was, let me just get uh Beyonce. You let me get the co-star of, uh, <laughs> of Austin powers three gold member, <laughs> <laughs> which oh. is my favorite of all the Austin powers. And I think many people would disagree with me, but I don't That's care. your favorite one. It is. Yes. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's, it's very that's funny. Interesting to me. It's funny. I, Isaac. I haven't seen it in, in decades, but I remember I didn't love that character gold or gold member when it yeah. came out and that was part of it. And I also didn't like that. Mike Myers reuses jokes a lot. Mm-hmm. Well, it's, it's, and, this, it's the same fucking gag from before. I yeah. mean, he points it out with, with Ozzy, who is the devil. Oh, in the movie. oh man. Look at that full circle. You planned this. It's uh, seven seven degrees of the devil or whatever that game is. <laughs> <laughs> Jay-Z, though, I would have never known that he, you don't really associate, in, like, you know, typically rappers tend to be very, at least, like, uh, religious Christian in the things they say, what if not their actions, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's that'd be interesting. I didn't know any of that about Jay-Z. Well, and then it's also like with the all seeing eye, isn't that on the back of the dollar? Like, isn't like that's just yeah, kind I of a symbol so. that's around. So, yeah, you just, yeah, you know, take symbols and put them on things and people, you know, just believe that you're one way or the other, which I don't, I think Jay-Z is just happy to be in entertainment and have a lot of money. I don't, you know. Yeah. Do you do you believe in the Illuminati? Uh, I, I, again, you'd have to define the Illuminati and what it exactly means. I think they're like powerful people that can manipulate things. So if that's the definition, then yeah, yeah, it's it's weird because like the way that we talk about the Illuminati usually is always about like the entertainment industry, mm-hmm. and and that's weird because. If there are is like an all powerful like global organization like that's not really where the focus would be. 
Yeah, they're not worried I, about I think that, uh, Rockefeller Records, Isaac. Yeah, <laughs> I think it's two different things. I think both probably exist. I think there probably is like a cabal of people globally who try their best to orchestrate what happens in the world to for profit. And then I think there are obviously entertainment upper echelons that are weirdos with their eyes wide shut parties and <laughs> whatever mm -hmm. who are like, I mean, I've done tons of jokes and material about it. It was like, I did the Jasper thing where you're talking about the Illuminati inviting him to their party. And they were trying to figure out which CW actress they were going to have him get engaged to, to, to lift up both of their status. And like, <laughs> because that shit obviously is happening. Like people yeah, I... are obviously being put on dates by their management and like yeah and and to lift your your uh status and yeah i think that's that stuff is manipulating you know where it's like you know there there could be love between uh jay-z and beyonce i there probably is but it's also those are two it's a power couple you, you know yeah but if there is like a entertainment industry Illuminati who makes and breaks careers and all that kind of stuff, those two are definitely in that group. Oh, so we're got, we're we're confirming that they're in the uh, entertainment Illuminati. I like this that we're. Yeah. So devil or not, maybe that's the devil that that they people are making deals with. You know, who else is in the entertainment Illuminati, Isaac? In your opinion, um. Well, quite obviously, Tom Cruise. Okay, I guess I think I think you're thinking of Scientology. <laughs> yeah, I have a feeling those two things are are overlapping. Again, it's a uh, maybe it's just a money power thing. It is again probably getting closer to the eyes wide shut thing. Like I, dude, I yeah. think I banged uh, Beyonce. I'm not <laughs> sure she. I was wearing the cloak. She was wearing the cloak. It could have been anybody. You ever see the Cat Williams interview about the Illuminati? No. I, I'm paraphrasing, and I don't remember it exactly, so you know people can go and do their own research on this, as I tell everyone who questions what I say. <laughs> 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 but right, you remember a while back when, like, Cat Williams was, like, doing push-ups on stage, and, like, there was, like, a real... All of a sudden, you were hearing about Cat Williams a lot, but it was all bad. Mm -hmm. about how he was going crazy or whatever. Well, he was basically saying that he like went to some party and the way he was describing it was like he was being given the opportunity to take a step up in his status. Mm -hmm. And he went to this party and there was a bunch of weird shit going on. Yeah, he was inflammatory language that I'm not going to use, but basically it was like there were straight men getting uh having sexual favors done to them by men yeah and it was being recorded so that it could be used as blackmail against those actors and musicians okay like so, deals yeah. were being made it's like we we can make this happen for you but you will owe us and if you double cross us we'll destroy your career yeah, so essentially you're saying that Kevin Hart took that deal. <laughs> yeah. I I mean, yeah, by these standards, then yeah, that would yeah. be the answer. So then uh, to the answer to the previous question, The Rock, I'm sure, is in whatever this Illuminati is. Okay, yeah, The Rock is a good one. I'd have to think about who I, who's like 
upper echelon. And does that include athletes, by the way? I th- like Tom Brady. I okay. would think so, right? Yeah, Tom Brady looks like he like if they turn the purge horns on tomorrow, he'd be ready to go purge. <laughs> yeah. um, but it's also like easy to like pick on a guy like him because he's in an amazing athlete who's also extremely handsome. Yeah, whose wife is beautiful. Yeah, everything is going well for this guy. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. I could. Admit, do you think Michael Jordan's in the Illuminati? I think if Michael Jordan was in the Illuminati, that things would be like higher profile for him nowadays. Okay. So maybe, yeah, maybe he like uh, let his membership lapse or something. Maybe we're about right. to see a like Mojay it, video. <laughs> yeah. Whereas maybe Shaquille O'Neal is in the Illuminati. <laughs> hey, you know, I like, I don't doubt that there are those parties that are like, hey, we could make deal. That's what parties and everything are for is that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And I think maybe rich people get bored and they're like, let's just have people have sex in front of us because I've had all the sex I could ever want to begin with. (laughs) Joe Rogan told a story on his podcast. Uh Uh-oh, we're Uh, going, okay, this is juicy now. Yeah, and I'm not like, I don't really listen to his podcast. This has been several years ago. Yeah. Uh, But he was talking about going to a party with Dave Chappelle. Okay. And because he's like, we're at, they were at the comedy store or something, and Dave was like, asked if he wanted to go to this party. And Joe's like explaining how, like, Chappelle is on a completely different level of celebrity than he is. Mm-hmm. And that they went to it was like Naomi Campbell's birthday party or something like that. And, like, he didn't go, he like didn't say anything like crazy was going on. He was just saying how, like, it's a whole different world of these, like, eccentric, rich people who only can really socialize with other people of that same status because they're they're uh, they're weirdos like they're i mean they're you know and i don't mean that in the worst term i mean that in kind of like what we were saying about kanye west or whatever like artists and geniuses and stuff Mm -hmm. they just can't relate to other people they're too detached from what normal life is and so it ends up being just like lenny kravitz and naomi campbell and a bunch of people like that at a party yeah lenny kravitz Go ahead. I was just saying, there may not be some conspiracy network. It just might be what happens behind closed doors with a bunch of weird people. Yeah, like Lenny Kravitz doesn't want to hear me complain about that I couldn't cut my grass because the lawnmower wouldn't start. That's that's not a problem that Lenny Kravitz has ever had, was the lawnmower not starting. No, he's like, do you want to ride horses through this mansion? <laughs> but but Lenny, I have also blown out my pants on stage, so I think we have some. I will say that I think uh, Kevin Hart is in the Illuminati. Then, if we're throwing out names, because he does commercials for the bank, Isaac. <laughs> You know, the place that makes money from money, he's doing Chase Bank commercials. Yeah, Kevin Hart, how does a a person have enough time in the day to be a part of so many things? Well, and, you know, it could have been Cat Williams. They're both short black guys, and they were like, we got to fill the quota, and Cat didn't want it. So now it's, maybe there are body doubles the way uh, Pagini or whatever, whoever we just talked about. There's doppelgangers. Yeah, maybe. Maybe the Illuminati casts its celebrities the way they used to do SNL, where they're like, we just need a tall guy. 
<laughs> we just need a real tall guy. Well, let's let's wrap it up on a uh, not tall guy. That's a great transition, right? Um, Antoine Rose, who I think I'm pronouncing her name right as Antoine, but was a single mother who was living in extreme poverty, trying to protect her son, Michael. She claimed that another quote, witch had tried to kidnap her son in the middle of the night, but uh, she stabbed her in the arm to stop her. Apparently witnesses saw her asking the devil for help in uh, her desperate situation. She slathered an ointment on a broomstick and placed it between her legs. Uh -oh. This was a psychedelic herbal that witches or Wiccans once used to get high and it could uh, be absorbed through the body, through her skin. She was accused of being a witch and was tortured until she confessed to working with the devil. So if you've ever wondered where we got that whole broomstick and witches thing, I, that's yeah. my, I like that story because of that. Yeah. Did you used to do a bit about that? I tried to, and it didn't hit. Uh, okay. I, uh, it was you. You would rub mushrooms on the broomstick, and I opened up for a clean comedian, and he was like, "Hey, don't do that pussy bit uh, in front of me. <laughs> don't do that." So, <laughs> I was like, oh, "Okay." <laughs> like, oh, throwing around the pussy word awful loose back yeah. here. Yeah, and I the thing is, I never said anything filthy. I was, but it 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 is talking about it. But uh, yeah. I I tried to do a bit about that because it's so it, it is interesting that they would, you know, sit on the broom and get high that way. But uh, I do like how one thing has led to another. Now you just got a witch on a broom in your front yard for Halloween. Yeah, because she's rubbing drugs up her cooch. <laughs> What's so funny, though, is like, what a, what an inconspicuous way to get high in public. Walk around with a full-size yeah. broom. Yeah, usually if you're doing a key bump in a bathroom, nobody's going to know, but you're just walking around with a Swiffer between your legs. Hey, I think that lady's on drugs. So, all right. So this woman's story is some someone tried to steal her baby and she stabbed yeah. them, mm -hmm. then had a conversation with the devil? to to For help, I guess. Yeah. And then <clears throat> got high... And then was tortured until she admitted to making a deal with the devil. Yeah, that's exactly what happened. Or, you know, her story and people saying this lady's a witch. So, again, I got to. Yeah, so what did she get? What did she get out of it? Tortured, I guess. I don't. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> her, they didn't take her baby. Uh, I have a feeling that devil she was talking to was just her dealer for her broom juice. <laughs> hey, uh, I'm a little short on broom juice right now, so if you could hook me up. Uh, that's horrific, though. Like, the entire witch thing is just a horrific... My understanding of it isn't even that extensive, but, like, it's a terrible part of our history. <laughs> Yeah, and that was kind of another thing I found was just the Salem witch trial, just the most generic, but it's like, I think back in the day, if you just didn't like a person, you could be like, oh, that's a witch, and people would be like, oh, God, and again, like I said earlier, if you say you're not a witch, that's exactly what a witch would say. Yeah, but if you say you are a witch, well, then you're just a really honest witch, and you gotta die, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I cannot tell a lie. I'm the George Washington of witches. Yeah, but, uh, so basically, 
if nobody in your like little weird community is willing to vouch for you and stand up to everyone else and be like, no, brothers and sisters, I don't believe she is a witch, then you just, as soon as someone accuses you of it, that's just it. Yeah, just because you probably wouldn't go to the, the dance. or It's not a dance because those people don't dance in the first, whatever thing that you got invited to and then you turn this guy down and like, oh yeah, bitch. I heard you were a witch and then, you know, just a bitter, yeah. bitter person. Yeah. It's, it's like a bunch of Puritan mean girls, but instead mm -hmm. of telling people that you broke a hot dog off in your coochie trying to masturbate, <laughs> <laughs> they tell people you're a witch. Yeah. What a heinous thing. Like I, yeah, I heard, I heard she hooked up with so-and-so in the bathroom. It's not that it's just, oh yeah, she's a witch. That she's yeah. the devil's right hand person. What do a heinous thing! Like, yeah, do you think it was like in the night somebody's like, "Hey, you know that Sister Mary is a witch," and then they all just like went to her house and killed her? Or do you think there was like a building rumor time where like you might have the opportunity to flee? Uh, probably the torches and pitchforks type thing, where they're yeah. you know, like in the middle of the night. And, and again, that that was the Illuminati back then is who are we going to call a witch to get them out of the way to, you know, I want to be in charge of the bake sale or whatever type thing. Yeah, absolutely. And like, it makes you wonder if like, then the way that we, uh, we always like ha have these images of witches, like out in the woods, like having their seances. Maybe that was just like a bunch of like refugee women who had ran away when they got called a witch. Yeah. And, you know, back in the day, I imagine most women stood over a cauldron for cooking right. or laundry or every other thing, right. you know. <laughs> but if you're like, uh, whatever, toil, double trouble, whatever those speeches are, you're like, yeah. can I get some little boy testicles? And they're like, why? And you're like, oh, I'm just not casting a spell or whatever. <laughs> you're asking for weird ingredients at the store. You're like, that's a tip off right there. Yeah. So it's like, hey, yeah, let me get a puppy dog tail real quick. <laughs> <laughs> was that the, the labyrinth song was the first one that you could get to in your brain for a, sure. a yeah, recipe. Like, also let's just cut this puppy's tail off. Yeah. <laughs> it's a puppy. It's cute. Let's cut its tail off. <laughs> just what a terrible thing. So like this woman, is this woman like in the same like era as the Salem witch trials? 1477. So I think it was even before the Salem witch trials. Yeah. Poor woman. Like, unless, Hey, you know what? For some reason, I'm just assuming that she was, you know, like everyone else just accused of something and murdered, but maybe she did. Maybe she did make a deal with the devil and people found out and she didn't even get to, uh, to receive her fortunes. She didn't get to play guitar. No, didn't even get to play guitar. Or a Stradivarius or whatever they had back then. A beautiful Stradivarius. <laughs> Nowadays, what, it, what is the equivalent quote. of the guitar now? Like auto-tune? <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, just some sort of mixing board. <laughs> yeah, because uh, forever it was Kanye the West. Yeah, whatever yeah. Kanye's on. I guess Kim Kardashian, or it used to be. <laughs> that that could be another uh Kim Kardashian, she's probably in the Illuminati too for throwing out names. Uh, yeah, I mean, you would think so, but but also like, I don't know if you'd have to work as hard as she did. 
Like, I know people like to, you know, it's easy to tear her down because she doesn't have, like, a talent. Yeah. You know? But it's not like she hasn't put out, like, 17 seasons of a show in five years. And make up lines. Like, I mean, they're, for, if, if you're, you know, smart at business, you've got one thing and they've spun it into other things. And even her little sisters, like, whatever, whatever one is a billionaire, you know? Like, yeah, you can knock them all you want, but they're still more rich, uh, more richer or more richer. That's a good that, that that's something they don't <laughs> say is more richer. But uh, then, you know, we'll all be so again, who who won? And if somebody in that situation sold their soul to the devil, it would be the mom. Yeah. It's like so, she sacrificed herself so that all of her children could just like prosper. Hey, I shout out to Chris Jenner, who's sponsoring this podcast, by the way. <laughs> I was so mad watching the Saturday Night Live with Kim Kardashian. Like, Kim Kardashian was fine. Like They, like, did a good job of propping her up for sketches, you know? Mm-hmm. But when they started putting her mom in the sketches, holy shit. Oh, I didn't even watch it. Um, but, I again, I, I, don't, I don't know Kim Kardashian that well. But to me, I've never, like from the short experience that I have never heard her say anything funny, you know, like I don't think it would occur to her to be funny, but again, I know very little about the woman. Her monologue wasn't bad because she, they wrote her jokes that I was very surprised she was willing to say Mm -hmm. on television because like she really dug on her family. Okay. Well, maybe because they have to know that it's like, it's a Tom Brady syndrome of she's just hated because she's popular, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And she like, the jokes were like really cutting. Uh, one of them, it wasn't that bad, but it was about her mom, about how all of the kids have names that start with a K and that luckily nowadays, none of them were named Karen. Okay. Her mom so, must have saw that one coming, and she's like, well, that can't be true. If she didn't see Caitlyn coming, there's no way she saw Karen. <laughs> okay. And, I mean, yeah. that's a, a pretty solid joke that I could easily see a publicist being like, you're not fucking saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know who did sell his soul to the devil is Pete Davidson, because man, just in general. Yeah, I heard him on a commercial when I was parking my car to come in to the the apartment. Uh, He's doing some commercial. I don't even know what it was for, but it's weird. Jeff Oske. Another comedian who's been on the show, by the way. Yeah, he called a few years ago. He said Pete Davidson is going to be like the next like SNL product like Jimmy Fallon. He's Mm -hmm. like, he is going to be a major celebrity and they're going to have him in one of those positions in the next few years. And at the time I was like, I don't see it, man. The kid's a mess, but then it's happening right now. He, he might even become a movie star. Well, and there was like a, he was at the, 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 one of the comedy clubs in Indianapolis for people that don't know, is called crackers comedy club. And they had a downtown location. He was featuring, he was the middle comic and he was like 19 back in the day before like then the next year he got snl i think so like he was doing comedy back then and you know has been around for a while yeah and he is funny yeah i think he's funny so again i think it's uh, just easy to knock the dude 
Right. He had a like a half hour special years ago. Mm-hmm. And it's good. It's funny. It's one of those things where it's like, you know, for my taste where it's like, oh, this kid is very funny, but he doesn't really have much to say because he's like 20. Yeah. But he's very funny. I thought his movie, The King of Staten Island, I just watched it. I thought it was good. I didn't see it, but I know it's a it's a Judd Apatow joint, right? Yeah, and it's it's a good movie. It's the exact kind of tone that I was looking for with it. it it's good. And he also, my biggest compliment to him is, dude's been on SNL for like seven or eight years now. It's been a long time. He can finally be in sketches. Yeah, you got to work your way up on that. Yeah, he was always awful. Now he can actually deliver lines and not seem too weird. Mm-hmm. Well, um, we've gone off track, Isaac, talking about the Illuminati, which, again, I think uh, I can't wait to see at the meetings, man. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I actually think it's right on topic. Yeah, I think so. Um, plug anything you need to plug, and then we'll get out of here. Oh, man. Uh, my social media handles are Isaac Lanford on all of them. Mm-hmm. And you'll that stuff's there. If you're in Los Angeles, you can come see me most nights of the week. I'll be at the Yard Theater in some capacity. And uh, yeah, I don't. That's that's kind of that's the main thing right now. My I got some uh, tracks off my album are finally getting play on Sirius, so nice. you can hear that. And my album is available where people want to listen to it, Spotify yeah, and all that. Uh, live at the White Rabbit Cabaret, right? <clears throat> yep, that's it. So it's just search for Isaac Lanford. Isaac, thanks again for being on. And uh, again, like I said, I look forward to seeing you at the uh, Eyes Wide Shut. Hopefully we don't accidentally (laughs) hook up under our cloaks. (laughs) Yeah, accidentally. Yeah, (laughs) see you, man. Later.